Hi, I'm David Reed for GateWorld.net, and this is an exclusive interview with Brad Wright. Atlantis has just been given the green light for a fifth season, and the fans are sharing a collective sigh of relief. What are some of the feelings you guys have had? Well, it's it's funny. I I wanted and expected Atlantis to go a fifth year, uh, but you never know for sure. Uh, and the way ratings are going nowadays, it's very difficult for any network to know what their real ratings are because of DVR. DVR has really changed uh, the nature of television viewing and um, and mainly commercial watching. And so, uh, you know, these diminishing ratings that we're seeing across the board in television aren't really indicative of, of a diminished audience. Uh, it's just that people... Uh, People use the PBR in Canada, or they call it DVR in the States, mm-hmm. and, they, and they watch some the shows when they want to. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, uh, according to Sci-Fi, uh, Tom Vitale at Sci-Fi just recently told us that um, Atlantis is not only among the most uh, DVR shows, but uh, people tend to uh, time shift it and watch the commercials, which boded, bodes well for uh, for uh, getting picked up. And so, right, they're yay. not skipping through it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Do you? Everyone. Stargate has a very tech-savvy demographic. Do you think all this DVR is going to eventually hinder the franchise or help it? Well, I mean, the whole the whole television world has to figure out this DVR thing. And 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 yes, you're absolutely right. Not only is the Stargate audience tech-savvy, sci-fi is one of the, uh, the networks that is most uh, DVR'd, and, and Atlantis is among the highest DVR shows on sci-fi. So absolutely, that's right. the case. But, um, you know, like I said, as long as we still have our core audience, uh, however they record it, and however, you know, however, whatever number they assign to it, as long as they keep picking us mm-hmm. up, I don't mind. Right. I still watch old sci-fi of anything. I mean, uh, Forbidden Planet was on television the other night, and who doesn't want to sit and watch Forbidden Planet? You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, it's dated like crazy, but it's great. You know, I, I love watching old Star Trek's uh, uh and even though Sulu is driving the uh, ship with three rocker switches, it's it's still very cool. And and uh, because of the because of the themes in sci-fi, and uh, and and it's as my agent would call it, it's evergreen. It lasts forever. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, the, uh, as, and Robert has often said this: uh, we will the legacy of, of Stargate and and SG One and Atlantis will be. Uh, that's not so much how we're rated now, but how we are viewed 20 years from now. Right, right. I was, I'm here at Stargate Worlds, and uh, one of the privileges of being able to have lunch at your desk is to have the entire library of Stargate on our hard drives. And to, I, like, I think I popped in 2010 the other day, and, you know, these, these episodes that are now six and seven years old are still as relevant now as they were when they were created. 2010 is is the one that's going to be very quaint in three years, uh, in the sense that yes. it will be 2010 and, and there will be no aliens. <laughs> uh, but that reminds me of, uh, you know, 2001, or Space 1999 for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> 1984, I mean, you, you give it a date and, and you're in trouble eventually. Exactly, yeah. Now, Joe and Paul have graduated from Driver's Ed, basically, and are now taking the wheel themselves. Have you been enjoying some extra time off? Uh, yes, I, I very much have, but it's not really fair to say that those guys weren't producing their own episodes before. They they, they are simply now in charge of not only the own episodes that they were doing, but uh, but the but the whole uh, the whole ball of wax. They they ran with their own episodes uh, 
last several years mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the, the slightest polish uh, th through production uh, by either myself or Robert, depending on the show they were writing, which is you know nece necessary when you're prepping a show to make changes accordingly. But um, they, they were due. They were so due. They were absolutely ready and. Uh, and I was happy to uh, step aside in order to do that. It's, it's uh, just a just a few minutes ago. They they had a conference call with the network in the studio, and and uh, I got got up out of the room and, and walked out. And as opposed to being the one who went to the phone and everybody else <laughs> got up out of the room and walked out. And it, I find I uh, you know I'm I, I've learned because obviously Robert took over uh, SG One uh, that you know to trust and and to you know occasionally you bite your tongue a little bit, but uh, generally speaking, I I know that the show is in very good hands. Mm -hmm. Do you like the creative decisions that they're taking the show, or is there anything you disagree with, you know, with this fourth season? I really love uh, watching uh, a dub of a show uh, and and seeing, wow, that really did come together, even though it isn't necessarily the way I would have done it. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. It's, it's uh, had I gotten the script, I might have changed this or done that. I didn't. I didn't get it. It was it didn't go through whatever process I would have done, and and so it it moved through the process uh, onto the screen uh, in a different way than, mm -hmm. than had it gone through my typewriter. And and I'm I'm always delighted when I when I realize well this is still really good. This is this isn't necessarily the the angle I would have taken, but in some ways it's better. And that's what I love about television. You know, you you, you find yourself. Uh, hearing an idea from a director or another writer, which which isn't what your original idea was, but is better. So you 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 run with it or, or let it uh, you know or let it come to fruition uh, in a different way. And and I you know I think that's the fun of it. That's the fun of our business. Must... If you don't like doing that, go write a novel. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, it must be a pleasant delight to see this baby that you've that you've nurtured and grown taking off in directions that you didn't necessarily plan. Well, how do you how does one person plan three hundred plus hours of television anyway? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's bigger than any one person, and and, and uh, you know, <laughs> John Smith uh, and I always have a, a sit back at the end of every year. Uh, we're both kind of paternal people, and and. Uh, and I like watching the people grow. I like seeing I like seeing uh, people that started as uh, you know as writers, be, or for that matter, assistant directors become directors and and just you know grow as artists. I I really do get a kick out of that, and especially since we're kind of a I mean we we're the kind of company that promotes from within and 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 gives people opportunities from within. I, I've always been that way, and I, and I I like seeing that kind of growth. I I think it's you know, it's it's as rewarding as as uh, putting out something, uh, you know, on your own and seeing it work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In what ways do you feel Amanda and Jewel have contributed to the overall cast and the storylines from this year? Well, Amanda's a really great actress and, and is going to add, a, 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 you know, a, that to every scene she's in. She's she's also a rich character who, who has... Uh, Ten years of uh, of SG One behind her in terms of experience. So, so uh, she I, she's doing exactly what I what I knew she would do, and uh, which is uh, be great <laughs> mm -hmm. and and enriching the show. Jewel is a is a really pleasant surprise, uh, and I think we would love to use her even more because uh, she's a very strong actress, but she brings a vulnerability uh, 
to the show, to her character that, that we don't usually do, don't have, don't have that much of um, yeah. in our show. We're, we're usually uh, fairly tough, you know, uh, rolling with all the punches and, you know, there's, a, there's, some, there's some scenes that she's done this year where she's scared and she's vulnerable yeah. and she's, and, and I love that. I mean, it's, it's a dimension of the show that, that, uh, that is really rich and she's, she's actually a really strong actress too. So I, I you know, I, uh, I think, granted, her character uh, is going to get stronger as she's more familiar with the environment um, she's in. But but Jewel is smart and and will I'm sure continue to make those vulnerable choices. Mm-hmm. It's she's a really interesting contrast to Jason's character. You know, put them in two, put them both in a scene together. It's like you've got the yin and yang. Yeah, and yet there's a chemistry between them. Yes, and, and uh, I, Jason's really come too. He's I just watched a, a dub with the, with the guys, and and uh, he's really grown. He's really growing, and and uh, his character is uh, is becoming more interesting. Great, uh, which I uh, which is really good to see. Yeah, I mean, I think Martin Garrow really put it poignantly in um, in First Strike, you know, which was one of, one of the scenes. You know, I really need to learn some science. I'm not much good in situations like this, and it's it's good to see that the characters of Ronan and Taylor are beginning to grow out more this year, and that they're being put more in the forefront than they were previously. Yeah, they very much are. All right. Uh, now, season four ends in a cliffhanger. What can you tell us about it? We haven't heard much about The Last Man. <laughs> uh, well, I should let Paul talk about The Last Man. But it's a great story. It's a great idea, and and it uh, and it, it puts uh, Shepard in a in a very interesting situation. Uh, uh, McKay is in it too in a very big way, although it isn't really McKay. Uh, uh, I don't want to give away too much. Okay. It, it's a great it's a great episode, and it's a, I think a perfect uh, season ender. Okay. Will it lend itself and, well? Uh, thank goodness it's not the series ender. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it will lend itself well to a season five. It's very much a cliffhanger. Okay, good. Now, have negotiations with Amanda commenced for next year, or is she? You think she's willing to negotiate for a second season on the show? I certainly hope she is. I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to uh, make any predictions. Right. Uh, other than I know she's always been committed to Stargate, and I know what it has done for her and what she's done for us. So I, I can't help but think there's going to be a. Um, uh, a ground, uh, middle ground that we'll be able to arrive at, and she'll she'll be a part of, uh, continue to be part of the franchise in a big way. Great. All right. Are you planning on introducing any new writers into the season five pool? Um, maybe. I, I think we'll probably take some pitches from freelancers, but our staff is very secure and very strong. Uh, Robert and I are embarking on pitching another uh, third series. Right. So um, uh, that's not going to happen uh, right away, but uh, we're we're certainly. Um, uh, developing it, and uh, and that's the point where we're going to need more writers again. Right. Uh, uh, and, you know, I I like there's something about um, knowing where we've been, knowing in terms of story, uh, and and I've never once felt having just spent the last couple of days with the guys and uh, spinning stories for, for the next uh, for the next season. I've, I've never once felt looking around the room that we were going to run out of ideas anytime soon. <laughs> uh, and, and that, you know, it's, it's, to a certain extent, it's a testament to the, to the guys and, and to, to our team, but it's also a testament to the, the natural legs within the, within the franchise itself. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it's just got the legs. It just, mm-hmm. 
it's a device as a storing telling device. It's just got the capacity to go for right. a long time. Right. One of the things that I've been noticing this year, you know, and it's it's a really good feeling to to see the the show take this kind of turn. Is Atlantis is so dark this year, and it's such a different feeling, and it's a good feeling. Well, we started dark. Keep in mind. Right. I mean, we uh, Atlantis was kind of dark, and 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 uh, we we had a big we built toward a a, a very gloomy. Uh, finale. It, well, things are not looking so good at the end of season one, but you have to fight your way out of situations, and 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 then of course get yourself back into them. Right. And right now we're in one of those phases where we're in, we're in trouble again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, certainly, season four is uh, and, and the cliffhanger at the end of season four. Let's talk about SG one for a bit. Uh, are sure. rough are rough cuts for either of the movies complete? Oh, absolutely, and they have been for 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 months. Um, Roberts is very near finished. In fact, uh, uh, Arc of Truth is is just dropping in the the, the very final uh, finals of the Visifex, and but it's been scored. And I was just I just attended the mix, and it was glorious as usual with Joel's. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear music. it. Um, and uh, mine has been sitting in a can waiting for uh, uh, for our in-house visual effects department to to be free uh, okay. to, to go and work on it because they've been doing uh, the Atlantis shot, shots and of course uh, the Ark of Truth. Right. So I, knowing that my movie was going to be released months after uh, Roberts anyway, I, I said no problem. We'll just we'll just wait. Right. It's a little frustrating. Right. But, but the other thing is, it's also possible that new visual effects will get invented between now and then. So. Uh, Oh, so you have the budget's freed up enough to do that? Uh, the, well, the, the, but the release date is the release date, and I, so I just simply have the time in order right. to, to take advantage of our in-house visit effects department. Right. Uh, that's all that is. Well, which, for, for right now, which do you feel is the stronger picture? They're very different. Yeah. They're two very different pictures. One is, one is uh, uh, the completion of a, of a series arc, that, that uh, and that's what it's setting out to do. It's setting out to... to uh, to finish a story in a, in a very big, rich way, mm-hmm. uh, and the other is is to uh, uh, sort of stand alone, and in a way, it's a throwback. Uh, Continuum is is uh, is more like a, a Stargate of old than it is um, than it is, you know, go, uh, going forward. It's 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 a good old Stargate uh, story uh, made in as big as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and 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 that in part is because Rick is in it, but it's also because it's a time travel story, and and therefore I was able to bring back a lot of very familiar faces who have been gone for some time. The time travel stories are so useful, like the alternate universe stories, to explore things that didn't that that didn't happen or couldn't happen. But you know, there, there's that always there's always that that fear that you know, in the end, especially with the movie, because we only get two shots of SG One next year, that there won't be anything. Like, once the timeline resets itself, if it does, they don't remember anything after that. Will there be something that sticks with from this movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a... There's a... There's a the timeline has been changed at the end of Continuum in a subtle but, but permanent way. Okay. Uh... And and that is that is actually uh, illustrated in the final frame of the picture. Oh, excellent! All right, uh, uh, you'll see. Mm. It's cool. It's cool. Now, keep in mind too, in this time travel story, what makes this subtly different too than other 
stories we've done is they these guys remember the old timeline. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so they're isolated from it. Ah, okay. So we're not just watching an alternate universe of, of SG One or well, anything that's, like that's that. That's what makes Continuum different. That's what makes it uh, a time. That's what makes it the time travel story I wanted to do. Uh, as as uh, as it as the movie unfolds and as Ball's uh, plan unfolds, uh, uh, we uh, try to get back to Earth. And granted, it's a conceit of of of, uh, of mine that the uh, wormhole, traveling through the wormhole, uh, uh, keeps them immune from the effects of the timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wormholes are a conceit, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, a lot of us have been kind of bummed that we're not seeing the movies until almost like the middle of next year. They were pushed back extensively. Has, has this well, only... That isn't, that isn't so much... That isn't true. Uh, oh, okay. It's going to be released in March and in July. Okay. Okay. Now, has this only been because of the visual effects, or is something more going on here? It, they, no. Um, they, 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 there's a business plan uh, set out by, by Fox. It takes them, I think, six months after we deliver them wow. the, um, you know, the uh, final picture to, uh, to be able to, to market it. And, and it's taken us six months to, to, to post it. So there's a year in the process. Right. Um, and yes, it, it's because they're big visual effects movies. If there was no visual effects, uh, we would have been slapping music on it and be done a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's hundreds of shots, hundreds mm. of visual effects shots in, in both movies. I have, I have a a, a, uh, a sequence over the Atlantic uh, with F-15s and, and cool death gliders. That's you know, just one of the many uh, visual effects. I have a. I have a, a freighter in, in the ocean crossing the Atlantic uh, that is a visual effect. I, I have, uh, have a lot of visual effects, and, and uh, it's going to take a significant amount of time to, to uh, finish them. But having said that, um, it, you know, it's not all us. Uh, there's, there's a significant amount of time in the release process that I, that I wasn't even 100% uh, aware of when we went into this. And and I love the the time. I think it's a really smart thing to 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 do to release uh, the first one in March and the the next one around uh, Comic Con in July. Right. I think uh, the summer is a great time to release a movie like Continuum because it's right. a fun, right. fun movie. Wormhole disengaged.